ladies and gentlemen. It is our pleasure to welcome you to episode 25 of the Candor Beach podcast. Today we will be talking to you about the economics of streaming and without further ado, Silesh, what are we in for? So we'll majorly talk about five major things. So we're going to talk about how the history worked, like how the how Netflix and streaming came into existence. Mm -hmm. uh, then we can talk about uh, how the market got crowded eventually with a bunch of these streaming um, you know, companies coming in, like Disney, Amazon, all this stuff, right? So we'll talk about how crowded the market is and, and how the verticals work. And eventually we'll jump into how streaming actually led to the rise of cloud computing and Amazon Web Services and and how it actually transformed the streaming, right? And we'll talk about a little bit about the e-commerce, how live broadcasting actually works, the advertising, the commercials, how the advertising uh, behind the e-commerce works behind. And last thing, we'll uh, give some uh, small predictions and I think that's that's about uh, the major things we're going to talk about. Fantastic. So let's start with some numbers. So from an article yeah. in 2022 quoting uh, Nielsen, the median streaming household has about or had about three subscriptions and paid between 20 to $30 per month. In contrast, you have cable and satellite TV for the meager price of <laughs> $530 per month. Oh my God. <laughs> so you can see the appeal of having a streaming subscription instead. Now, to put it in contrast, in India, cable TV costs about 600 rupees INR. Uh, 600 rupees INR is a little redundant, but whatever. That translates roughly to about $8. And satellite yeah. TV today, uh, GeoFiber, Geo part of the Reliance uh, group, they start at 600 rupees, also $8. Tata, Tata Play HD is about 1100 rupees or roughly $14. So that's a massive yeah, difference. difference right? Huge difference. Yeah. So, yeah, so. I think that was. Sorry, I think that was the biggest reason, like. Uh, if you look at it, like streaming is struggling in India, right? So there's so much a competition and the price uh, sensitivity in India makes a huge difference. Like you have cable and deep, uh, you know, um, satellite TV almost coming at the price of streaming. Um, but compared it to is at the price of streaming. America. And yeah, so you have you a massive companies, difference. And you see companies struggling like Disney, for instance, is yeah. looking at exiting India. Uh, apparently they get uh, like less than a dollar. I think they earn about, uh, so this Reuters article quotes that they earn about 60 cents per user as opposed to like in the United States and Canada where they get about $7.30 per user. So that's a massive difference and these streaming companies are taking a hit. But what's up? Like why, like let's start with why streaming came to be. What caused uh, people to start cutting the cord and moving to streaming? Yeah, I mean, it's also first things first, the proliferation of the internet, right? So first, back in the day, remember, we used to have the, C uh, the CD, the VCD, and the DVD rentals. Yeah. Started with like Blockbuster, 
and they went to a red box. So where you go, just, you know, um, you can rent out uh, the DVDs or whatever, the, the CDs. And eventually people, you know, had internet everywhere. So the proliferation of internet let Netflix boom. Because I still remember Netflix was there back in the day of red, uh, Blockbuster, but it, it wasn't taken off because everybody were okay with um, buying uh, the DVDs or renting it, uh, the DVDs. So <clears throat> it's mostly proliferation of internet. You know what? Uh, this is just a, an interesting point, a quick aside. Blockbuster failed for a bunch of reasons. Like they had come up with a with a model in which like they were the incumbent, right? So why did they fail where right. Netflix succeeded? They could have just aped Netflix's business model. Wasn't a big deal for them. Yeah. Blockbuster Buster started like a Blockbuster on demand sort of a service where it was a streaming service. However, their key uh, KPI apparently, their key performance metric was uh, revenue Brick per square more. foot. Yeah. Now, in a streaming platform, in a streaming service, revenue per square foot no longer makes sense. It makes perfect sense when you have stores. You want to see how much yeah. you're optimizing per uh, area that you're paying for, but not in streaming. So, yeah. so it is it is hypothesized, like it is rumored that Blockbuster looked at a falling metric. They looked at uh, sales per square foot falling, or revenue per square foot falling, and decided that on-demand was cannibalizing their main business. They failed to evolve yeah. and, well, they don't exist anymore. But so yeah, I, so you I were talking about... Yeah. yeah, you were talking about Netflix. Yeah. So internet, Netflix, what next? So yeah, Netflix actually started the bandwagon, right? For uh, streaming and all in all. For so, video streaming specifically. Now, yeah, so then we have other uh, companies jumping in. Um, so we we talk about that and how how did uh, actually what we can talk about is how covid actually turbocharged this entire market right so the streaming actually was uh take you know like it was there but it actually came uh mainstream was super mainstream because of covid everybody was stuck locked up you know in the house and then all you have to do is watch uh netflix or uh, another you know, other quick, streaming services another another quick interjection here uh, so with Netflix, you also had YouTube, you also had Twitch, you also yeah. like when we're talking about streaming, let's not limit ourselves to just videos because you also have yeah. uh, music. So Spotify, Spotify, Apple Music, yeah. all of this really kicked up maybe like uh, starting about a decade ago, if I get if I'm getting my timeline right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, YouTube is pretty old, right? So yeah, YouTube, YouTube always YouTube so, was a streaming, is a streaming service. Twitch really picked up. Amazon bought Twitch a few years ago. Twitch is big for gamers. Uh, <laughs> I, I streamed a chess game once. Yeah, it was, uh, uh, I remember you telling me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's fantastic um, you know, marketplace, right? So you have uh, the entire, if you look at by the verticals, you have uh, the education industry, mm -hmm. uh, the e-learning um you know, uh, what do you call that, um, Shaw Academy. And there were a bunch of stuff which is in the education sector, which is also in the streaming business, right? So healthcare, uh, you have a uh, documentary uh, TV like DocuPay or Discovery Plus. So, oh, and um, we, yeah. Yeah. 
and uh, you know, like the erotic, um, you know, vertical. You know, you have uh, the OnlyFans or that's I like also how you paused and like this was special <laughs> mention. Interesting, but so all of this was just waiting to happen. Like all of this was there in the background, but it wasn't pushing up into the foreground, and that's when COVID happened. I think that's when people were confined yeah. to they're not stepping out and they had to find ways to entertain themselves. And I think that's when like Spotify shot up, Netflix shot up, Zoom shot up, all of these platforms just like took off. You had like today you have more services oriented towards uh, connecting you digitally. So yeah, like so many. Yeah. COVID for sure was quite a game changer. Definitely. So what? if you, if you, Go ahead. So I, I was going to ask you, like, I understand that Netflix evolved the way it did, but uh, like when you were talking about the CD shops, like in India, you see a lot of piracy. What do you think was the yeah. role of piracy back in the day? Like, you remember LimeWire, P2P mm, sharing? That was, uh, yeah, uh, music. Uh, uh, we, we downloaded so much stuff. It wasn't just music. Wire. You could download movies off of it as well. <clears throat> Sure, sure. Um, I, I guess J Downloader, you remember? Um, and the torrents. Then you had the torrents. I never tried uh, torrents. Oh my God. I, I was told horror oh, yeah. stories about torrents and um, viruses. So I never tried torrents, but I did use LimeWire for a bit. Downloaded, I, like, I'm sure there's a statue. Pirate Bay, man. Pirate Bay actually survived. You know, so if you look at piracy, mm -hmm. Pirate Bay has a, a film. A phenomenal um, run. It's still surviving. Uh, they tried to uh, take down Pirate Bay, uh, but it's still surviving. So another thing of piracy, if you talk about, um, so I, back in the day, like about like five, six years ago, if you look, we used to get these uh, little um, uh, Amazon Fire Sticks, right? So you just go and you program it with like Kodi. It was this uh, app, right? So it's like a open source software. You program it with Kodi. And almost all the streaming services used to come for free. So that was another major thing. I mean, it actually, see, cer certain people can't pay for all these subscription models, right? You have so many. So if you want all of them, you have to pay for all of them each and every one of them, which is going to come out to like $40, $50 a month. Mm -hmm. So instead of that, go buy a fire stick for 50 bucks and just crack it. And that's how piracy actually also took off with it. So essentially, piracy helped the proliferation of, well, both movies and streaming, the concept mm -hmm. of streaming. Yeah. You know, today they also talk about how you have these creators who are coming up and saying that their movies or their TV shows are streaming on Netflix and it's doing so well. They've got like a five-year deal with Netflix or mm -hmm. Amazon or Apple TV. Well, Apple TV is too new to have this anecdote apply to them. But you have you have these uh, creators coming up and saying, well, I created this show and Netflix is running uh, running it and making money out of it. I should get a chunk of it as well. They should be paying me. Yeah. They're, they're now pushing lobbying for uh, a bigger share. And this is going to, this is going to affect Netflix, of course, but what are they going to do? This is like tax. They're just going to pass it on to us, the consumer. And slowly, us, we're yeah. going to, slowly we're going to go back to that eventual shift. 
you know you were talking about uh, how there are a lot of players in the market today you have uh, yeah. you the oldest ones were what hulu disney and uh, yeah like say netflix. A, and netflix right and then hbo the, max yeah. came up uh, you have yeah. apple tv plus today peacock you have a bunch of these streaming services today. no but hbo was there for a very long time though HBO originally remember HBO we used no, to watch not HBO their streaming on not their not their streaming service that was cable TV oh, okay. right yeah 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 right so like yeah that's correct yeah so so i think in the crowded market today we are seeing a lot of bundling because HBO mm-hmm. is HBO Max is going in with uh, Discovery Plus like bundling Discovery Plus to make their uh, value offering a little stronger Disney with ESPN and Hulu particularly yeah. in markets which don't have access to hulu like in india you get their programming disney automatically becomes a little more attractive apple was at 799 for the longest time and recently a friend of mine sent this article saying that apple's also pushing to match the price leaders today like the price leaders have moved on from $10 to 14.99 apple's moving in from 799 to about $10 i think so everybody's upping their price. Streaming in general is getting more expensive. And that is partly because creators are looking at getting a bigger chunk out of it. But also, people are getting pickier about the content they watch. During COVID, yeah. you saw all sorts of content being produced. Like, if it was half an idea, it was being produced. But today, people are getting a little more picky about what they want to watch. And so producers are getting pickier about what they're going to finance. So the sort of yeah. content that we are getting is a, a little, let's say a little more high production. Like I get to invest more in less. So the quality of content that we are getting is better, but then it also throws a spanner in the works in terms of, you know, like making sure that everybody can make a living. It's, <laughs> you remember our talk about socialism versus capitalism? Yeah, you're you're getting I mean, to see that look principle it, here. Netflix went woke, and it bent, it you know uh, threw that uh, idea down the trash. It was like first remember back in the day. I think it was during the COVID time. Uh, there were these TV shows. He's expecting and woke uh, ideology kind of um, you know TV shows, and then recently they had uh, Dave Chappelle's. Um, um, comedy show, which is transphobic, they claim. He wasn't being transphobic in it. But uh, it's uh, everybody has a different opinion. But uh, they actually stuck with it. You know, it actually generated a lot of revenue for Netflix. If you look, but uh, he's expecting they didn't take off as much as it did. It's It, it boils down the same uh, thing we were talking about. We were talking about, uh, remember the... Um, Disney, um, you know, got um, had to revamp the entire um, Snow White, Snow White, and yeah. the dwarf. Yeah, dwarf. It's now a twenty twenty five so, release. Per the article you shared. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, they had to remove the dwarfs and put CGI dwarfs, right? Actual dwarfs. So, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that, for sure, I mean, we're seeing a shift in content. Like quality is. Like people are focusing on quality now. Some of the some of the agenda funded uh, content is getting funneled out as people are reacting yeah. to it. 
there is better audience listening, I think. But here's here's a thought. Like streaming isn't very profitable for these companies, right? Like streaming apparently accounts for a sixth of the revenue that cable was giving these companies. A sixth. Yeah. That's that's yeah, a steep thing. So you know what? Like I I know that we talked about predictions right towards the end, but I'm gonna start with a prediction right now, if that's okay. Yeah, I sure. think we are going to see more of a cable TV model coming up on streaming. There is going to be an audience where like we are already seeing price hikes with streaming to op- and that's influencing people on their on its own like earlier people would keep like a Netflix subscription all through the year because it was very affordable. Now since mm-hmm. Netflix is hiking its prices since Disney Plus is hiking their prices, you are going to see people focusing on the sort of content that they're starting to prioritize TV shows or movies or whatever. Like when a new season comes out, I'm going to subscribe to this platform, watch it for that month or whatever, and then cancel my subscription and then, and then move on. It, yeah. To, yeah, it's sort of move a revolving, yeah. sort of like a revolving door of sorts with subscription. And uh, so you are going to see that sort of behavior for one. Because of which platforms are going to try and in, try and well automatically increase stickiness, right? That's what businesses do. They focus on this whole retention statement. Like apparently, cu- customers that you can retain, loyal customers, give you uh, have a higher lifetime value than uh, if you're trying to acquire new customers. So, cust- yeah. so platforms are going to try and increase stickiness. How are they going to do that by giving you maybe cheaper uh, cheaper plans? And they're going to be able to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to be able to do this by advertisements. You're going to see, we are already seeing a return of advertisements on platforms. You're going to see more advertisements once more. More advertisements. Yeah. So if you look at it um, on streaming ones, you know, we have uh, like Disney, uh, Hotstar. Uh, we have, uh, you know, on the lowest uh, subscription uh, paid, uh, paid uh, plan, mm-hmm. you have advertisements. You know, like there are commercial breaks. If you're watching a long movie, even on a subscribe plan, you have uh, commercials, like one or two commercials, more like the uh, YouTube commercials, which just in randomly the lower come tiers, in, right? in the video. In the lower yeah. tiers. So that's how they're trying to make up for it, right? So I agree. I do agree that um, they you're have to, to make up somewhere. To, you're going to see a return to the cable TV model, albeit through a different yeah. means altogether. Um, I. YouTube, YouTube also offers that uh, YouTube Premium, right? I'm a, I subscribe to YouTube Premium, yeah. and just yeah. because the ads so, get yeah. really annoying. Oh my God, yeah, you get three or four ads, you cannot even skip them. Yeah. So. So yeah. So. So yeah. Let's so talk about the... a switch. Sorry, go ahead. Um, I, I was saying, uh, what are your thoughts on how the streaming influenced? cloud uh, computing how much of this data is being stored and what is how, what are the data management behind it like how you know netflix actually changed from um you know their own uh, servers to uh, aws amazon web services even though they're competitors to amazon prime well there was this article that I didn't understand very well, and we'll link it for people who have a better understanding of the technicals. But apparently, Amazon Prime 
Prime Video, I mean, they they mm-hmm. use uh, AWS. They changed their mm-hmm. architecture from an EC2 to an ES something. Long story short, they changed their architecture and uh, they basically moved to something that they call like a monolithic uh, architecture. Yeah. And okay. yeah, I mean, like, why why am I like fumbling with this? It's basically like yeah, they, I mean... they, they moved down to from, I, I'm going to read this out, re-architected okay, its sure. infrastructure from distributed microservices system to a monolithic application. And this brought down their costs by 90%. Now, I, I don't understand it well enough to talk about it or explain it. But what I'm going to say is that data is a massive investment with improvement in internet like with faster uh, transfer speeds, with better storage facilities, with better energy, like more energy efficient storage facilities, I think we are going to move into a model which is going to impact the streaming, uh, is going to impact costs in streaming. So as an example, Microsoft has a project, Project Silica, where they're using, they're storing data on like, shards of glass of sorts, like slabs of glass. Yeah. It, was, it reminded me of the yeah. Superman movies, like the original Superman movies. So kryptonite. My, uh, storage, not kryptonite. Right? No, not kryptonite. I, uh, I forget. Uh, the, oh, the, 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 the crystals. You, mm-hmm. they, they put the crystal and the, the, yeah, the yeah. information comes out. Yeah. Yeah. So the original Superman stories, uh, like, so uh, uh, Microsoft is apparently store, uh, is apparently storing data on glass slabs. It has like a one TB storage. There was another article that I looked at which talked about Microsoft investing in or, or considering uh, mini nuclear plants of sorts for energy to uh, power yeah. their Azure systems. I think all of this is going to have a strong impact in uh, on streaming for sure. Cloud is already helping because on-premises versus cloud Cloud has advantages. On-premises data storage has their advantages. Scale is something that cloud storage particularly helps with. With a concept called edge computing, an old concept called edge computing, you get faster delivery as well because the closer the data is to wherever you are, the faster your the data is going to be transferred. Like that's a concept that it has been explored for a while now, right? Like whenever you're installing software, they ask you like where. Yeah. What what server should we locate you to? Like where where are you? So, so cloud computing, if, if edge you look at it, for sure going to help. Like data storage. So mm-hmm. I was reading another article. Um, I think it was in Nature magazine. Uh, they were talking about how you can save so much of data in DNA. You know, like DNA, our human DNA or any kind of DNA holds a lot of data, and it can be in a minuscule amount of space. Yeah, and something like that, you know, like like when you was talking about the glass uh, storage uh, data, uh, that's what actually came up in my mind. Um, it was actually uh, in the prototypes. So if one, I'll I'll add the article onto the uh, the the description. Yeah. But yeah, but that was something very very fascinating to learn. So yeah, so we talked about uh, the streaming, the cloud computing. Um, and uh, how um, Amazon Web Service integration with Netflix. Uh, let's also talk about, um, you know, Prime Video architecture, or you know, and no, the let's, switch. Let's not talk about the Prime Video. That's that's what I just talked about. 
That's okay. that's what I just talked about, like the ninety percent cost reduction. I, oh, I that's think, what you okay. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's what you mean. Okay, okay. Yeah, I didn't get the name. So anyway, so the um, I think we are on the uh, fourth topic. So how does uh, you know tar- how does these uh, networks uh, like streaming actually help in targeted advertising? Like, money, you, money, like, money. We're yeah. on to the money so, part. Yeah. Uh, so there have been discussions. I've like as a management consultant, there have been instances where I've spoken to clients about how they can like give a booster shot of sorts into their e-commerce by bringing in live broadcast. So you have live shopping, mm. uh, a very popular co- concept in China, particularly. And now I think around the world, like with Facebook as well, you have live shopping where like an influencer is like physically tele- tele- or like showing you the product and while they're streaming you can start like the audience can purchase this product like when i was thinking about live shopping i was also thinking people have started live fashion shows like you see a model walking on a runway and the like whatever yeah, she's the, wearing or he's wearing wear, yeah. is ready to purchase like right there the <clears> moment <throat> you see it so the, this used to happen in the back in the day remember they used to have those mopping advertisements uh, in the middle of the night, they used to have just yeah. advertisement. Yeah, 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 like or you know, you buy a toaster, and you know we have this price. You know, at this price. Yeah, was that is something like a form of telemarketing or something. I don't remember what. Yeah, telemarketing. Yeah, telemarketing. and you call them, and yeah, yeah, telemarketing. Yeah, you call them and <laughs> reserve your your toaster. <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> I think I yeah, saw an ad like that yeah. the last time I was in the U.S. as well, like maybe four or five years ago. The last time I visited, I I still saw telemarketing ads. Yeah, so, I mean, most the U.S. ads are drugs. So, Ozempic <laughs> or, you know, something like that. Uh, yeah, okay. But, uh, uh, okay, I don't remember what I saw. But yeah, the oh, e-commerce, yeah. Is, e-com- e-commerce is definitely going to take a, bo- like is going to get boosted by a live broadcast when it gets mainstream. Um, do you have anything else on this, or just we should we just shoot with predictions now? Yeah, um, shoot with predictions. Yeah, why not? Shoot with predictions. Um, so we'd already made one. Prediction. I would say, yeah, you already gave your predictions. So no, I gave I one prediction. Say, the return. Yeah, to you cable only gave TV. one. Yeah, I get yeah, multiple predictions. TV. Yeah, I give multiple predictions. I get to make more than one prediction. Sure. sure. <laughs> okay, give me another one after this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like, I would say, you, you know, like, your VR mm-hmm. integrated with streaming is is at the nascency, right? So it's once it takes off, that's where everything's going to, like, it, you know, having a, a full uh, e-commerce integration into the, the VR set. So that's something really uh cool like imagine me um uh, cooking right and i'm watching a cooking uh streaming channel and i'm able to also see what i'm cooking and what um what is uh being shown on the streaming uh website uh the streaming platform so that's something you know i think is going to be in the future right so i understand i understand where you're coming from with the vr thing i think like there are uh, there are streams there are there is content that is being produced for vr already <clears throat> uh with apple 
Apple's Vision Pro coming out with the Quest Pro, with increasing iterations of the Quest Pro, with uh, Meta's Ray-Ban glasses collaboration. I think we are going to see a lot of AR, VR content for sure. Um, I don't know if it'll be restricted to just VR. Maybe let's just call it immersive experiences. I think there will be streaming immersive, with yeah. immersive experiences. Immersive streaming, yeah. Yeah, a fancy term, but yeah, that's okay. that's for sure coming up. I agree. The other thing that I was thinking about, like my other prediction, was uh, Gen AI. I think Gen AI is going to start uh, disrupting streaming. You already have uh, companies like Runway that can create uh, AI-generated videos. You're just going to have more of that. Like in Japan a few years ago, like this bef this was before the Gen AI craze. Uh, they had, you had influencers that created avatars for themselves, avatars, avatars, like whichever part of the world you're in, like however which way you pronounce it. Uh, you had you had Gen AI creating uh, avatars, not Gen AI. Like you had uh, these influencers creating avatars for themselves. I think that Gen AI is just going to facilitate that. It's going to make it easier. So if you are uncomfortable with showing your face on camera, you can just use Gen AI to morph your image. You can use Gen AI to create more content, and this is going to pose risks, of course, like security risks, as an example. Because Gen AI is already creating music, right? That music in the style of a famous artist, like Justin Bieber singing uh, um, "She Will Be Loved" by Maroon Five, as an example. Like you have yeah. videos like that coming up, popping up on YouTube. You are going to have uh, you are going to have authenticity. Authenticity is going to take a beating, or authenticity is going to come to the forefront. Something that Google has definitely tried to focus on, particularly in their Pixel uh, announcement. But yeah, I think Gen AI is going to disrupt streaming for sure. This Hollywood yeah, strike, think... right? The writer strike. Oh yeah. It was it was crazy, like because all right, so you want more money? That's great. Now I, as a producer, I'm going to look at how I can bring my costs down so I can maximize my profit. How am I going to do that? Dot dot dot. I mean, Gen AI gonna. I mean, I um, I feel like I'm gonna get catfished more because of Gen AI on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> I I wouldn't put. I, I I yeah for sure. I I think you might. <laughs> but they have the yeah, blue tick, so, right? You could always that that verify. Yeah, sure on Bumble. Yeah. Oh, they don't have it on Tinder. Tinder, but barely anybody is. So yeah, but mm. Bumble's better actually. Quick free advertisement for Bumble, huh? Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. So that was our it piece was, uh, then. You know, like, comment, subscribe. Um, uh, anything else? No, I think we're good. All right, guys. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much, guys. See you on the next one. Goodbye.